0: Welcome back. You're listening to the Funky Farm Girl podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Veliki, and this is episode 55, DIY, You Really Can Do It Yourself. Before we get in to today's episode, I want to do a quick update on what's happening on the homestead, but we're going to put a different spin on it this week this week instead of giving you a rundown of everything going on on the homestead i want to give a quick shout out and feature a brand new youtuber on the scene my nephew evan evan is a fisherman along with his and he has created a new youtube channel called blue ridge boy fishing and he has some great videos that he's starting to put out. He's really really excited to be a youtuber, and as his aunt just super super proud of him and thrilled that he is working on his skills as a fisherman and his skills as a youtuber. So, be sure to check out the note, the show notes and check out the link there so that you can go and subscribe to his channel like it, comment, let's really boost him up. Um, Evan is 11 years old and he is a great little fisherman and he is a super big ham on camera. So you'll really enjoy him. Be sure to go and check out his YouTube channel Blue Ridge Boy Fishing. Just check the show notes for a link. So now let's get into today's episode this week's episode is called DIY. You really can do it yourself. And I know you may be thinking, oh, what are we going to do ourselves? Is this where we talk about building projects and and um, making your own chicken coop? Or where are we going with this, Jenny? And really where this is going is I want you to know that whatever it is on your homestead, you can do it yourself and I think you'll see what I mean here in just a minute when I started my homestead and I say my homestead because I'm the one who does probably 85 90 percent of the work um, I joined a couple different women homesteader groups on Facebook and My goal in joining those groups was to look for, number one, powerful examples. I wanted to see women that were just rocking this homesteading thing, that were able to to build things and grow things and take care of animals and do the hard work and to inspire me and challenge me to do bigger and better and harder things. Uh, and and to just give me the confidence that I really could because here she is and she's doing it and the other thing that I was hoping to find was a source for some answers on how to do those things so if I'm going to put up a fence with some t-posts I want to find a woman that's doing that that I can ask and say hey how did you do this so you got the fence tight enough how did you do this so that your t-post went deep enough enough where did you find your t-post driver what do i need to look for when i'm buying one all those questions and things that come up when you start to get into some hobbies and some things that you're not comfortable with because they're brand new to you and so you want someone who's experienced to come alongside you and to be there to one inspire you with confidence, and two, to instill you with knowledge. Unfortunately, that is not what I found in this group at all. Uh, I was actually in about three different groups, and all three of them, instead of being a source of inspiration or a source of instilling knowledge, instead they were a source of complaining about how their husband or their boyfriend or their significant other never helped them with the homestead. And that became frustrating to just hear one woman after another vent about their lack of help from their partner. And Michael and I both hold beliefs and values about the importance of homesteading both of us agree with the fact that it's very important for us to grow food Um, both of us agree that the best eggs we're going to get are from chickens from our own backyard both of us agree that the best meat to eat is meat that we know the story of where it came from and the food that we eat that we know exactly what went into the soil and those types of things And although both of us have different focuses in that, and both of us have different parts of that that are more important to um, us as individuals, we both agree that homesteading is the lifestyle that we want our family to pursue. However, when it comes to the operations of that, and when it comes to all the work that goes into it, that's my passion. But it's not his. This is something that is important enough to me. That I'm willing to dig in and do the work. And learn the things. And do the hard stuff. And to figure out how to improve. And do better than we're doing now. When it comes to our food sources. And things like that. So Michael would agree that those things are important. But Michael would also agree that those things aren't his number one priority right now. Between work and family and relationships and responsibilities at home. He just doesn't have the capacity or the ability to add a large priority like this to his plate. Because it's not something he's passionate about. He agrees with me that it's important but it's not his passion. It's not the thing that lights his soul on fire and makes him want to research and learn and do more. And because of that, he's willing to help me occasionally, like when we first were setting up for chickens, he's like, okay, if we're going to make this investment and we're going to bring these chickens home, We don't want to lose our investment so let's do everything we can to make sure that we keep these chickens as safe as possible and they have everything that they need. And so he built us a run for those chickens that was predator proof. It is the Fort Knox of chicken runs let me tell you. And he made sure that the coops that we had were attached well and that they were in good repair and those types of things when we decided to plant a garden he went out there and he tilled up the plot of land that we were going to use for that garden and he's even willing to bankroll things and you know he's he's the one that's paying for those chickens and those chicken coops and the materials to build the run and the things that we needed to start the garden so those things are important to him and it's a priority for him. And he's even willing to give me insight and ideas in how to do something in a certain way. Or have I thought about it, about trying this or that. Um, but I'm the one that's doing the work nine times out of ten. And that's not because I'm the woman. It's not because he refuses to help it is because it's my passion it's my project so to speak and I, I don't mean project in a sense that this is just a little side hobby for me this is a lifestyle that I'm choosing to pursue and he's supporting me in every little way along the way but he's supporting me in doing it he's not doing it for me or with me. Or even helping me in a large way. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I want y'all to understand that. He is supporting me in pursuing what's important to me. In the same way. He doesn't expect me to help him put new grips on his golf clubs. He doesn't expect me to clean his rifle for him. And I don't expect him to clean out the chicken coops when it comes time or plant things in the garden or can the food that comes out of the garden and so for those of you who maybe have a spouse or a significant other who isn't on board yet this isn't his passion this isn't his hobby this isn't the thing that lights him up And so I think we need to have reasonable expectations of what we think he's responsible for. If your hobby was something different, if your passion was something different, if it was maybe sewing or scrapbooking, or if maybe you were part of a network marketing business like LuLaRoe, or um, you sold essential oils through Young Living, or you were a rep for the farm proof nails through red aspen how much of that would you expect him to do how much of that would you expect him to be part of i think that we fall into this trap that because it's hard physical manual labor that it's a guy's thing and that he should help And I really want to today unpack that not only is that the wrong expectation to have, but that you're expecting too much of him, but you're also expecting too little of yourself. And so I want to really dive into that today on this episode. So like I said, homesteading is really hard work. Nobody can deny that. It is not easy to muck out a chicken coop run at the end of winter. It is not easy to plant row after row of okra seed. It is not easy to go out there and prune tomato vines. It's not easy to go out there and deal with animal death or with a sick animal or animal births um, all those types of things so there's lots and lots of things that it's going to require more of you than you think you can give sometimes but that's where we begin to grow and so I think that there's three different times when maybe we do need help And so I want to go over those three things first. First of all, sometimes we need a group effort. When it comes to canning a harvest, sometimes it is just so much. And it would help if we had a few hands to pitch in and help us plow through a section of it a part of it so maybe you're canning green beans and so everybody in your family sits down at the table and snaps green beans until you get them all done because you have 10 gallons of green beans to snap again that's not something that is someone else's responsibility it's yours but in a time like that it's great to to say hey can can we all pitch in and help mom out with this one task and that is way different than being resentful that someone never helps you with the task Uh, and and these things apply to really anything at home um, that is your responsibility versus someone else's so something sometimes we need a group effort and you know that could be things like for example yesterday we were relocating the the chicken coop that's been in the garden up to the back side of the property to put it where the compost pile is so that I can fence that in i can't move that chicken coop by myself i need extra people and so we waited until everybody was at home and we all went out there and we picked it up and we moved it across the property and so group effort and then everybody else walks off and then it's my job to clean it out and to fence it in and to prepare it for the chickens that are going to live in there so sometimes we need a group effort sometimes we need a little extra muscle and like I said so we just round everybody up and say hey can can y'all come over here and help me move this can y'all come over here and pull this can y'all come over here and lift this and then they do that one thing and then we're done um this was us last year when we had um the wood chips that we got from chip drop and we got two truckloads of w- wood chips now could i have moved all that by myself yeah but did it help my girls develop a good work ethic to jump in and do it with us absolutely absolutely Um, and we started this job on our own and then over time Michael decided that he was going to hop in with us and help us finish it out so that we could quickly get it moved to where it needed to be and so again you need the extra strength sometimes you need the extra arms and hands to get a job done knock it out and move on and that's fine And sometimes what we need is a new skill. So instead of saying something like, I need Michael to do that for me. I say, hmm, I need to brainstorm a way that I can figure out how to do that myself. For example, right now my quail pen has a lid, but that lid is not attached to the pen itself. And I have four bricks sitting on top of it that make it heavy enough that it's deterred predators up to this point from trying to open it. Um, However, I'm not fully confident that's always going to be the case. And so I'm brainstorming and asking Michael for insight. What are some different ways that I can figure out how to attach this lid to the pen? In a way that will keep predators out. And sometimes. I just have to ask him to teach me. Uh, maybe it's a skill that he knows how to do. And I don't. And so I'll say hey. I need to put these posts in the ground. And I need to use the post hole digger. Or I need to use the T post the t-post driver. Can you come and show me how this works. So that I can make sure I'm using it properly. Or. I've done this part and I'm having a little trouble can you come and tweak it and show me what I'm not doing correctly so that I can do it even better Um, and having a teachable spirit and being willing to get the instruction and then take it and run with it and really I think that for a lot of you this is not a big deal this is not going to be something that is going to rub you the wrong way or is going to really cause you to f- be frustrated or um or to get upset about because people who homestead are naturally full of grit and determination and they naturally tend to be people who are hard workers and who um are more concerned with doing the better thing or the the proper way rather than the quick shortcut or the easy way and so please know that I'm saying this as an encouragement to you that yes you really can do some of these things for yourself Uh, I think that some of us just get into a default mode where we think oh I need this done and this is man's work so I need to go find a man to do it for me Um, because I think if we stop when we do that and we think is there a way I could do this myself is this something that someone could teach me to do then we're going to be super empowered to do even more the next time and we're going to grow our skill set to the point that we'll begin to be able to be more and more useful um, to our own homestead And not need to stop and ask for help or learn things. Because we're expanding our skill set all the time. So let me give you an example of needing a new skill. And this was this past Saturday. We um, got up early. We had somewhere we had to go. Uh, We went out and... Fed the chickens real quick um, but did not go up on the hill where the bunnies and the quail are and um, decided we would check on them when we got back home and so we went and ran our errand real quick and we got back home and I went out there to check on the quail and when I got there there was one that was inside the coop inside their little pen that was dead and I immediately thought oh no did did the other chicks gang up on this one because um, in my research with quail I know that that's something that can happen sometimes and so that was automatically my first assumption and then I noticed that one of the other quail that was in there had a broken leg and his leg was kind of wonky and it was pointed in the wrong direction and I thought oh no I have one that's hurt and so I reached down to kind of touch him or see if maybe he was just sitting funny and know it really was broken and he seemed to be in pain and then I noticed feathers on the outside of the pen that told me that something had gotten one of my um, quail and had taken it or had eaten it and so after counting I realized that I was going to be down three birds and would have eight left seven females and one male and so this little bird I took out the one that had passed away and I moved the pin from the area where the one had um, been pulled through the wire um, and I figured out that the chicken wire that we had on there was too large a hole and that whatever it was had been able to reach through and pull the bird through the hole In order to get to it. And so I knew that what we needed to do was to cover it with a tighter weave fencing called hardware cloth, which is more like a quarter inch hole instead of like a one inch hole. And so I went and told Michael what was going on. And I said, I need you to do two things for me. I said, Number one, I have a hurt bird that needs to be put down and my biggest concern was not "Ooh, oh that's gross that's that's sad that's scary I don't want to do that no it was I don't want to do it incorrectly and cause the bird to suffer even more because I didn't do it right and so I wanted to know how to end their suffering quickly and humanely without causing them any other further harm and so Michael was able to go and get the proper tool and show me where he keeps that tool and he I held the bird while he did the deed and now if we are ever in a predicament where one of our chickens or quail um, need to be put down in order to keep them from suffering then I know how to do that now He also went ahead and processed this bird because this bird only had damage to one leg. So we were able to salvage the rest of the bird. And because he was so small, he was only about half grown. um, Really, we could only keep the breast meat. And so he just kind of quickly gave me a little bit of an anatomy lesson and a quick rundown, talking me through what he was doing as he processed this bird and cleaned it and got it ready for us to cook with um, and then I went ahead and took the washed meat inside and sealed it up and put it in the freezer for later so now when processing day comes for the quail that we decide to butcher and say for our family to eat I will have a little bit better idea of how that happens how that works and I'm also going to be watching the same YouTube videos that he's been studying so that I'll be able to jump in and help him um, and then eventually be able to do it on my own because again these quail are my project it wasn't something he asked to take on and it was something that I was willing to take on and so I want to learn how to process my birds myself The other thing that I needed help with was the fact that the pen that we keep them in needed that extra protection from the tighter weave fencing on the outside and he was able to show me where to find the materials that I needed. I needed some wire snips. I needed his... Um, staple gun I needed to know where the extra staples were and then we went out to the quail pen together and he showed me how to set it up so that I would be able to get up underneath it and on top of it and he showed me this is where you start and this is what you do and then I was like okay I've got the hang of it I know what to do and I spent the next probably hour and a half out there wrapping that quail pen in hardware cloth and when I got done y'all I felt like a rock star I was exhausted I had dirt in my eye Um, I had cut one of my fingers on the wire but my quail are now secure with that fencing from predators and it was because I was willing to stop and learn Um, My husband had a million things to do that day. And even if he was capable, it didn't mean that it was his highest priority. And it didn't mean that he was able to do it right away. And so because these are my quail and this is my homestead and this is my priority, this is where the rubber meets the road. If this is truly important to me, then I need to drop what I'm doing and make this my priority and learn how to do this and take care of my quail. And so that's what we did. So when you have a project or a task that you're normally asking your husband or your boyfriend or your significant other to do, I want you to learn to stop and say, can I learn how to do this? Is it really necessary that he needs to be the one to do this? Is this something that I could learn how to do? And if I can learn how to do it, who can teach me? Sometimes that's your husband. And so maybe you're working side by side instead of just giving him the project and walking off. And you're learning from him as he's working. Sometimes it's YouTube. Like I mentioned with the quail. Um, We're watching a YouTuber who has butchered quail before and I can learn from that YouTuber Um, seeing my husband do it this past weekend with the one that we had um, helped some things click for me seeing it in person versus on screen but being able to watch it on screen really really helps and so YouTube is a great source of information and demonstrations of things that you might be trying to do And you also can learn from other homesteaders. Maybe there's someone that you follow on Instagram or Facebook. Or maybe you're in a homesteading group and you can say, Hey, I need to do this. Does anybody know how to do this? Could anybody teach me? Could anybody help me learn how to do this? Or where did you learn how to do this type thing? And you are welcome to message me um, as well. And ask me those types of questions. If I don't know, I'm always happy to help you find the answer. uh, Or to point you in the direction of a good YouTuber that knows more about it than I do. The other thing that we need to ask ourselves before we ask our husband or boyfriend or significant other to take on a project or task for us for our homestead is am i strong enough to do this and if not who can help me do it not who can do it for me but who can help me do it i need tomorrow to move a compost barrel that is on a stand from one end of the yard to the other it's right now at the corner of our house on the little stand where it can be rotated and things. But it's full and I need to roll it to the other end of our yard. Which by the way our yard is sloped. Um, it's a little bit on the upper part of the slope. rather than and where it is now is on the lower side. So I have to go diagonal across the slope. Up the up slope. Um, and roll it across the yard over there. Um, I have a feeling it may be slightly too heavy for me to do on my own and so my plan is to get my two younger girls to come out there with me and help me roll it across the yard and so we'll get a nice little workout we'll be able to pick it up and dump it out and then I can have the two of them return it to where it goes and spray it out uh, before they put it back on the stand Um, So, always think through those two things. Can I learn to do this and am I strong enough to do it? So, obviously there's going to be some exceptions to this. There are some of you out there. I have a dear, dear friend who listens to my podcast every week. And um, she has chronic illness that really limits what she is able to do. But even she, with her limitations wants to do as much as she possibly can. And so she's always asking her husband to teach her how to do something or she's always jumping in and doing the part that she's able to do. She never uses that as an excuse to sit back and just let him do it. So please, please um, always think through how can you contribute uh, even if you're asking him for help because it's something that just really is beyond your wheelhouse. How can you help him to do it? Especially if he's doing something for you. For your hobby. For your passion. For your homestead. Um, same thing if you're single. If you're single and you don't have somebody. That can help you with those types of things. that That is like. Someone close to you. That, that either lives with you. Or, or you're in a relationship with. Um, there are other people that. You may be able to utilize people in your church or people in your extended family and things like that. But again, rather than being like, oh poor pitiful me, I'm a, I'm a single and I don't have a man at home to help me with these types of things. Start to look at it in your own mind in a different perspective where you're like, okay, I'm single but I don't want that to stop me from being able to do this or this or this. And so I'm going to learn what I can to be able to accomplish that anyway. And I'm going to find people to come alongside me to work with me. To help me accomplish the things that I can't do all by myself. And so I want to end with two things. Number one. Women does not equal weak. Okay. Um. I want to raise my girls to be strong, to have a good work ethic, to be capable. I don't want to raise girls who squeal at bugs and are concerned about breaking a nail. Um, I think that women are strong and capable and that when we're really passionate about something, there's there's really not a whole lot that we can't do. Um, and so... I want to be able to instill that in my daughters. And as they say, the things that you want to teach your children are better caught than taught. And so I want to demonstrate that by example. So when I have a task like the compost barrel, instead of saying, this is hard, this barrel's heavy, I better wait and let daddy do it. Instead, I can say, Let's see if we can figure out how to do this together and use them along with me so that they feel empowered and they feel stronger and they have more courage to try something new the next time. So they need to see me learning and working and figuring out how to get through a problem and come up with a solution rather than making excuses and waiting on someone else to work on my dreams for me. So, make sure that you are not a weak woman and make sure that you're not raising weak women. Uh, And number two, done is better than perfect. The garden fence that I built uh, with my daughter Gracie's help um, to fence in the chickens into the garden so that they were able to clear it out for us before we started this new garden season. That fence was ugly y'all. It bulged in places. It sagged in other places. It was taller in some spots and shorter in other spots. The whole fence was a mismatched patchwork of scrap fencing zip tied to t-posts that were just stuck in the ground but it worked it was functional it was able to keep the chickens contained and it was able to accomplish its purpose it wasn't tight it wasn't square it wasn't straight but it got the job done and my husband didn't have to do any of it why because I was able to figure out and learn how to do it myself and because they're my chickens they're not his chickens he gets to benefit from them because he helped bankroll them and he built their house But the day to day responsibility. Of them belongs to me. Because this is my dream. This is my goal. These are my priorities. And so I need to own the work. That comes with that. So. To wrap it up. This is your dream. Whether it's a homestead. Or chickens. Or just a garden. If it's yours. And it's what you're passionate about, if it's what lights you up, then step into that and be willing to do the work. Be willing to learn the things that you don't know how to do. Be willing to get uncomfortable and push your boundaries and do more than you thought you could do instead of asking someone else to do it for you. You're capable enough to learn new things and you're capable enough to gather extra muscle or hands when you need it. You're not weak. We are not the women who are frail and, and delicate and afraid of hard work. That's not who you are if it was that you wouldn't be listening to this podcast homesteading in some way or form speaks to you and that comes from women with grit women with determination women who want the best and the better thing rather than the easy quick thing and I believe that that's who you are and last but not least it bears repeating again done is better than perfect don't get caught up in comparing what you're able to accomplish with what your husband could have done don't get caught up in beating yourself up over how it could have looked or what it should have been like pat yourself on the back for a good job girl because you did it you did it you don't have to give somebody else credit for that because you are the one who worked hard and learned something new and figured it out and got it done. And I couldn't be more proud of you. See y'all next week. Thanks for stopping by, y'all. If you're inspired by what you've heard today, the best compliment you can give me is to share the funky farm girl with your friends you can stay connected by following the funky farm girl on instagram facebook and youtube until we meet again next week remember to bloom where you're planted